welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters listeners and friends. You're very welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. And I'm hemisphere specific this week because we are coming to you via your own timeline. I didn't say good morning, good evening, good night. <laughs> I have to be gender specific from the hemisphere point of view. Our email address is info at irishtalkers.com. You can find us on Facebook as the talk show for talkers. And we welcome your comments, questions and feedback. And indeed your evaluations. This is very important that you tell us what you need, what you want, and we will do our best to deliver. You can also listen to previous shows on our website, irishtalkers.com. And we also publish the public speaking weekly. This is a roundup of links from the internet about Toastmasters, public speaking, confidence, leadership. Look for the newspaper link on our website. And my name is Ted Melamphy. I'm joined again this week by the smiling, competent, confident, persuasive Paul O'Mahony. Uh, well, listeners... I hope to persuade you this week by using a variety of styles of communication, mainly all to say how pleasant it is to be with you again. And thank you, Paul. And we also have the smiling, competent, confident engineer of all things electronic and even things that fly up in the air, because this lady is not is she just a Zoom master. She is also a aerodrome master. What do you call that thing that you fly around more and we look up at while you control it from the ground? You mean the quadcopter, the photographic exactly. quadcopter. Is it called a quadcopter, no? Well, quadcopter is the correct name for it. It's the press that decided to call it a drone. Oh, but actually, strictly speaking, a drone is one of those um, automated aircraft that the Americans used to, to bomb Saddam Hussein and um, people like that right. and to take out and terrorists. And here so, I am thinking that is a drone was a bee. Yeah, it's true. Originally, it's true. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome, as I mentioned earlier, to our Toastmasters listeners. And this week we have the usual lineup for you. I will be giving a thought for the week. Paul will be giving a word for the week. So you're in for a feast on this weekend. My thought for the week this week, and it's an interesting one, and I hope you like it. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. That was given to us by the man who told us it all began with a mouse, Mr. Walt Disney. We actually had something very similar to that recently, Ted, didn't we? We did, Mara. A similar quote. But just certainly right. Yes, slightly different. But I totally agree. The road to... Tomorrow begins with one step, the first step. Yes. And I've been member, and I'm sure both of you have been members of groups where there was more talking than working being done. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm privileged to be a member of a group here in my own community called the Waterloo Renewal Group. And in our district, or our area, district, I suppose, since we're talking to us, Masters Lingo, we are known as the All Work and No Talk. Whereas other groups in our area are called the all talk and no work. (laughs) 
even though some of us in the group would dispute that because I've been accused on many occasions of talking too much and doing too little. However... This is so, Ted, I would never have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mara. You are so observant and I you are know. also so kind. I know. So, Paul, what is your word for the week? Oh, no, not so quickly. You're not getting away <laughs> with all that stuff. You know. This whole idea that everything, it's about time we got on and did something and stopped talking. That is what dictators have said the world over ever since Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan said, guys, stop debating whether we should go and attack Europe. Let's just go and murder the people there. Let's do it. He was against conversation. Every dictator in human history has been against talking. We've had enough of your talk, Ted Melanfi. We've had enough of your talk, Moira O'Brien. Hi, Paul, the dictator. Let's do things today, guys. Now, Toastmasters, Ralph C. Smedley would be turning in his grave. May the Lord be mercy to him and his followers. The, the key thing about this is that Ralph C. Smedley, the man who founded Toastmasters, believed in the power of talking. And here we have people in Toastmasters saying, let's just stop the talking and get on with the business. No, I tell you this much. Whatever Walt Whitney, Walt Whitney, whatever Walt Whitman <laughs> said, right? he may have had, you know, spent 25, five years talking about the shape of Mickey Mouse's ears and finally said, guys, will we please just draw the blooming things? Fair enough. But let's fly the flag for talking. Let's make talk, not war. Let's be in favor of universal peace, humanity, decency. Let's be in favor of Toastmasters, the place where you can talk. And there's only one thing that will stop you. And that thing is called a timer. Interesting. Thank you, Paul. I just want to make one small correction in your utterances. I wasn't talking about Walt Whitney or Walt Whitman. I was talking <laughs> about Walt Disney. It was he was the man who gave us that quote. I know you're a Walt Whitman fan. fan. Uh, I know you're into poetry in a big way. But Walt you, Disney, the most famous of all the Walts, Paul. You certainly raised a little bit of emotion in me during your presentation of the words of Walt Disney there, Ted. You certainly did. I, I had a little stirring of emotion and I was trying to put my finger on what exactly was this emotion? And the word that came to me, perhaps it could be our word of the week, was a short three-letter word, I-R-E, ire. Oh, you had me worried there for a second, Paul, before you got to the third letter. Nice one, Mara. Let us not confuse the word I-R-E with the three letters that you use when you're addressing an, uh, an envelope and want to send it to Ireland and you put I-R-E. I think Mara was thinking of a different letter. So, <laughs> look, the key thing is the word ire. You need it when people are really irritating you, when people are really getting on your goat and you really have a welling up of emotion because you need to be able to have a nice short sharp word which will say i'm gonna let my ire loose on this guy my wrath my rage my indignation my anger 
My fury, ire, stands for all of those. It's a synonym for all of those things. Intense anger. Now, it has nothing to do with ironing. Those of you who dislike ironing are not experiencing ire, <laughs> although you may be experiencing ire. So ire, I-R-E, to be enraged. And you can say, oh, I'm going to take out my ire on Moira today. <laughs> Wait, she doesn't know what's coming her way yet. And as for Ted, he's a right IRE. Anyway, we won't finish that. Paul, sentence. you're talking about emotion being evoked in you. What was evoked in me by your word ire? And I'm sure you can remember this. As a little boy, we were of the generation where we wore short pants until we were about 16. But when you got a new pants, it cut into your ties. Not so much that it was too tight, but we used to call it ire. And you got a sort of a, an inflammation. And, and it was extremely sore. I never hear the word being used in that context now. Well, I'd completely forgotten it. So much so that when I did get that rash recently on the inside, mm -hmm. I didn't uh, call it ire. But you're absolutely right. That may be a, an old form, could even be a Gaelic uh, yes, good abbreviation, who knows. But mm -hmm. the word ire is, it's not a word that's used very often. I haven't heard anybody come to a Toastmasters meeting, for example, and say, you know what, I'm just full of ire this evening. It's a fairly old-fashioned word, I think uh, you'll find. It's not a word that would be used regularly in the language these days but it's um it has its uses is there some a derivative it is possibly i would say irascible is is a, a, a connected word like a nice one. Yeah. yeah well i tell you that the word entered the english language in the 14th century oh, and it wow, comes from so. middle english it's a middle english word really it's anglo-french it's from the mm -hmm. latin era yeah and of course for those of you who are into your Greek, it also is a little bit like the Greek word for a gadfly or frenzy. And my Greek pronunciation isn't good enough for me to be able to pronounce those words in Greece, in Greek. But just to tell you, it's a 14th century word, but I think you would arrest somebody's attention for a smidgen of a moment if you oh, use that word. That's lovely language. Okay, that brings us to the end of this segment. Thank you all for listening. Come back again at the same time tomorrow for our next segment, which is going to be a talk on the mental health benefits of storytelling for healthcare workers. We'll look forward to seeing you then. Bye for now. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information. <laughs> <laughs>